0: Optimum Vobis presents Lighthearted Leadership with Dr. Lizette Warner. I'm Lizette Warner, your scientist, leader, mom, executive coach to busy professionals, here to bring you a lighthearted perspective on things that will help you boost your effectiveness, happiness, and elevate your experience with the remaining time you have left here on this beautiful planet Earth. Hopefully that doesn't sound too heavy. It shouldn't be i promise so on today's episode we're going to continue this discussion that we had previously i think it was on episode four where we were talking about long working hours killing you so today we're going to take on a different focus where we're going to be deep diving into taking an intentional big pause a retreat And for today's show, I have a very special guest star who's been taking these deep pauses, these retreats as part of his leadership and spiritual practice for years. As my special guest today, Father Tom Barron, a Roman Catholic priest, is joining us. He's been taking and making spiritual retreats for years, so he's going to bring some of his wisdom into this show. So that and more on today's episode of Lighthearted Leadership with Dr. Lizette Warner. Hello, my light-hearted friends. You are joining me today on retreat. That's right. Today we're going to take a special sneak peek into retreats. This concept of pausing and taking an intentional pause. As I mentioned in the opener, we have a special guest star on today's show, Father Tom Berend, who's going to be telling us about his latest retreat—a Lord of the Rings retreat. I'm really actually. Pretty excited to get into that and discuss what and figure out what, what sort of wisdom, what's going on there with the Lord of the Rings retreat. I've, I want to find find out all about that. So if we're lucky enough, I'll be able to get a sneak peek behind the curtain so he can unveil what he does on retreat, and maybe he'll even share with us what he's discovered on his latest retreat, this Lord of the Rings one. Father Barron's a Roman Catholic priest assigned to a parish and a school thousands of souls entrusted into his care. He manages millions of dollars in budget for the parish and the school. His office hours are nine to five but he also has morning mass, sick calls, midnight, (laughs) late sick calls, uh, visits to the hospital at the last minute. So he has one day off a week. That's right, folks. His weekend is one day a week. <laughs> so as, as you guys know, as we talk on this show and that I coach busy leaders, he definitely qualifies as that, you know, with the, all of the responsibilities. So I'm super excited to be able to bring my interview with Father Berend and join us. Listen in as we talk about retreats. All right, welcome, Father Baron, to the show.
1: Thank you, Lisette. I very much appreciate you inviting me on today.
0: Happy to have you here.
1: I love listening to it.
0: Great. thanks. So share with our audience a little bit about yourself and uh, as they may not know you or where you come from or what you're you know how how busy you are. So share with us first a little bit about yourself before we get into um retreats.
1: Okay, well, I am a priest. I was ordained in 2000 after seven years of schooling in order to become a priest. I am right now assigned to a 3,500 family parish as the pastor. So it's about 10,000 people. I've been assigned at five different parishes throughout my time in suburban Cleveland Um, I run a parish and a school with about a $4 million budget. And that means that I am in charge of making sure the budget happens, that the roof doesn't cave in, that all the different projects and construction happens, that the school runs smoothly, and especially this last year with covid that we do all the different things that we had to do in order to make the school run smoothly. And I must say, my staff did a phenomenal job. And I also am responsible for ensuring that the services happen, that mass happens, any type of prayer, and that the number of people who come per weekend are given the spiritual growth that they need to last another week, or to so, grow, to become another for another week.
0: So with with all of this, I mean, you are you're one of those very busy people that I, you know, I coach. You know, this whole lighthearted perspective I bring that to to coaching. And I do coaching and you strike me exactly like my CEOs who are in charge of uh, budgets um, or leaders who are responsible for teams, for budgets, for all of these things. And you're very, very busy, yet you find time with all of those responsibilities to make a retreat. And and beyond that, it's it's not something that it's something that you've had established as a practice to make a retreat yes, so share share with us a little bit what what is retreat? I know there are many different types of retreats, but at its essence, what at it at its essence, what is a retreat?
1: Well, first, let me just say a little bit about my retreat practice. I started a yearly retreat. Um, more than 27 years ago, I, you know, when I entered the seminary, I had already been on two different specific retreats. And then there were seven retreats through the seminary and a retreat each year that I personally go on, as well as those that I've given which number in the 50s or 60s over the years. Anyway, what is a retreat and why is it important? First of all, a retreat is going back and connecting with yourself, making sure that everything that you are doing in your daily life is focused on what it should be. It's to step back from the world and connect, reconnect with yourself with god with what whatever it is that you need to connect and these can happen small they can happen you know half a day or something like that or anywhere up to what i want to do and i desire to do for next year is take what is called the ignatian spiritual exercises which is 34 days so a retreat is is there's not specifics to it uh, except that we're taking the step back and connecting with
0: ourselves so it's this this time to pause and retreats can happen in many different places can happen at home i know i've, I've seen in different different parishes like you talked about you know half a day half a day retreat, some time to just step away from what you're doing and then to reconnect. And since you've taken so many, you've given so many different types of retreats, I guess share with us what what are some of the considerations that you take into since you've, you've had a practice for years now? How do you make time for your retreat?
1: Well, that's just it. You have to make the time. Because if you just go along and say, oh, well, I'll eventually do my retreat. You know, when I, when I get time, you'll never get time. <laughs> There's so many things going on that you just, if you're a busy professional, you just never get the time. And so you have to make the time, plan it. And if you want to do a personal retreat with yourself or with a couple of other people, then you can work with them. If you're going to a retreat center, and there are any number of retreat centers around the country, they have specific times for retreats. However, There are also personal and individual retreats at retreat centers that are ongoing where the directors are there for you. Do you need a director? It's always good to have some type of focus, whether it is a half a day and you're focusing on some specific topic or whether it's on the 34 day retreat that I talked about and you're focusing on the spiritual exercises of St. Ignatius and his laid out four day, four week um, retreat topics.
0: So there's some, some sort of focus to that, which kind of brings me to, I'm, I'm really interested by this latest this latest retreat that you were telling me about, which is the Lord of the Rings retreat. And, and, you know, as you were, as you were planning for your, your retreat, how does a, how does a Lord of the Rings retreat focus, focus in on as a topic for for your retreat?
1: Well, first of all, I'm very big into science fiction. I was a scientist and I love science fiction. I've read science fiction since I was young. I remember star Wars in the theater when the star destroyer flew right over my head. And I'm like, Oh, and I'm hooked. So as a part of high school, I think I read the Lord of the Rings trilogy and i've always been fascinated by it and when the movies came out i loved the movies they were tremendous and so i was looking for topics for this retreat something to focus something to help me to look into myself and say who am i and how can i reconnect and there was a priest Father Tim Gallagher, I believe, who had done an 11-part series on the Lord of the Rings as a retreat. And so, I thought, this is right up my alley. I just love this. Plus the fact that J.R.R. Tolkien is a Catholic, and as am I, and he was writing this with a, with a Catholic mentality. And so it really spoke to me that this retreat would be both Catholic and science fictiony, which I love both. I love both of those things. And so I, I said, let's go do this with the J.R.R. Tolkien Lord of the Rings retreat.
0: Interesting. Interesting. So in and for the listeners out there who are interested in this we'll put the retreat on the in the show notes so you'll be able to pick that up and go listen to the the podcast there that that specific retreat for the Lord of the Rings. So share with us what are some of the what are some of the takeaways from this latest retreat that you've done with the Lord of the Rings focus to it. What have been some of your insights?
1: Well, The Lord of the Rings, as was talked about in this retreat, um, Father Gallagher talked about uh, Tolkien. Um, He was focused on writing a virtuous story. He wasn't necessarily talking about Catholic theology or doctrine or anything along this line. But the characters, as they were developed and throughout the three books and beyond, the characters show really virtuous and uh, depth of faithfulness. And it talked about things like what is Samwise Ganges and how he turns to be the support that is absolutely necessary in the depth of person who is willing to do the things that he needs to do to make sure that Frodo is safe, that Pippin and Merry and everyone is safe and focused. He's the guard Against the evil coming, he has great hearing. Uh, he is naturally uh, suspicious of strangers, and he's willing to do everything that is necessary and to su- and as I said to support. Now, does he do it all perfectly? No, none of the characters do everything perfectly in the book. That's one of the things that is really attractive about this, because I don't know about any of you. I'm I'm sure all of you are absolutely perfect in everything that you do, but I'm not. So (laughs) um, I know that I need support and help.
0: It seems like this retreat has has spoken to you, or at least the Lord of the Rings (laughs) says it's kind of funny how you said you know it's a marriage of both your Catholic faith but also also your love of science fiction. And it seems like you've found a something that resonates there, at least with Samwise Ganges.
1: There are so many aspects of this. The quest to destroy the ring is. Ultimately, like a quest of true faithfulness in life. And how do we go about bringing that through all of the difficulties, all of the dangers that we encounter every day, all the temptation and sin and everything that we do?
0: I love this concept of our life is like that quest in Lord of the Rings to destroy the ring and everything that we do speaks to that life we live. I'm going to take this opportunity for us to pause right here, right here to take a a small retreat on our retreat show to invite the listeners to live your best life. Live it with lightheartedness. I lead by example, which is why I intentionally pause in the middle of shows. It's not easy for me, folks. I'd rather go on exploring the Lord of the Rings and pausing allows us an opportunity to reflect. Now, if taking a pause can help you, consider exploring coaching. As an executive coach working with busy healthcare professionals who work in life or death scenarios in a fast-paced environment, I help my clients unlock their own wisdom to discover their unique ways to confidently find their path forward with grace, ease, humor, and If you want to explore what coaching with me is like, I invite you to check out lightheartedleadership.com and click on Coach with Lizette. I promise I won't bite. Let's talk a little bit about how people can make a retreat as part of their leadership practice. Now, you said you're intentional about setting aside time to to make a retreat. What, What can other people do? Who want to start exploring you know maybe a retreat of speaking to them, so what would you what would you advise?
1: Well, the first thing is, I also have a coach, a spiritual director, and people who help me because I know I need that. So the first thing would be to talk to someone who has done retreats someone who goes on retreats and to work your way into it if if you've never been on a retreat before going on a 34-day ignatian retreat is (laughs) not advisable
0: probably not a good place to start (laughs) and in
1: fact most of them won't even let you because they they take very seriously what they're doing so um to start Look around your area, see what the retreat houses have if they have a what they call a preached retreat where you go and hear some people talking and gaining and you're gaining insight and reflection time. That's a wonderful thing. Uh, the next step would probably be to go to. A retreat house and take someone who has been on retreat or gain a director on your retreat because everyone needs to, f- to help, the help to focus. Only those who are really uh, spiritually and have are really good at retreats can be their own director. It's very, very hard. But the retreat centers offer all kinds of different options, and then you could also look online to see different types of retreats, like the Lord of the Rings retreat, (laughs) imagine. So yeah, there are different ways of setting it up, but the thing is, you have to be intentional, as I said before, because... If I don't plan it, I don't do it. You know, I mean, if I didn't have someone with a specific time for me, I wouldn't I wouldn't call them sometimes. I mean, it would be difficult for me unless I'm absolutely in need. To do it in advance, to do it in a preparation.
0: So, how far ahead do you plan your retreats?
1: Usually, several months uh, time frame because I most of the time travel in order to do my retreats because I want to be out of the normal situation, out of the area where I'm located, and. I and I guess
0: that's that's a good point right when when you know to step away to take a take a break that's the venue can sometimes be quite helpful, you know just even if it's a half a day somewhere somewhere outside of where you you normally yeah you normally re- not necessarily reside but where you normally work right
1: yeah, when I do a retreat for my staff, we typically don't stay on the grounds of the parish church. Mm-hmm. We go someplace else. Now that all depends on finances too, but you know, all of these things enter in. And if you, you can do an effective retreat near your home and you know that there are those different places where you can where they'll help you i mean mm-hmm. even if you're you know you can't afford it they might help you with paying a fee or whatever or some of them may even be free
0: yeah okay you know? so we've talked about the location we talked about the topics so the topics can be um in ver- various different topics and and for beginners maybe those directed retreats or just a a half a day, you know, scheduling it. Anything else that we're missing?
1: You're taking the time. So invest yourself. Mm -hmm. It's important that you are present at the retreat Mm -hmm. because if you're going and doing all this preparation work, doing all this, and getting ready for everything, and then your mind somewhere else, it's it's difficult. But I'll tell you, I have been on some incredible retreats that I really, really desperately needed. And then there's retreats that, well, didn't speak to me, and that's okay. Um, You know, I've been on retreats where I went on one retreat for a class I was taking, and we lightheartedly spoke at the very beginning, and the entire thing was derailed. (laughs) And we were all just off in our own little things just we were we were not even talking to each other we were talking at each other and it was just hysterical we were making all kinds of flippant observations and things like that and it was one of the better retreats that I've been on where sometimes its retreats can be very somber and very uh dark but those might not speak to you.
0: So find something that speaks to you. Yeah. I am not a fan of somber. <laughs> no. As as my listeners know. So typically, as we address lighthearted stuff here. All right. At this stage, is there any other wisdom you want to leave with our lighthearted leadership audience on how they can make a retreat? Because today we've talked about, um, we've talked about what a retreat is, what some of the benefits are, how to make one, and ways that people can start exploring how to make a retreat part of their part of their leadership practice. What have been the biggest benefits for you in making a retreat?
1: The biggest benefits for me, well, let's see. The first I went on retreats in high school, but I'm not counting that but first, as an adult that I made, I remember I sat down at the table with a group of guys, and it's an all that this was an all men's retreat, started crying and didn't stop until the end of the retreat and they they were getting ready to call somebody because they thought something was wrong with me, <laughs> but that's what I needed at that time. And so be honest with yourself. What do you need at this time? Don't just look for something that sounds good. Look for something that you need and take the time to plan and implement that plan so that you are respected and that you are enlivened by this retreat.
0: All right. Well, thank you for joining me on Lighthearted Leadership. If folks want to get in touch with you, how can they find you?
1: They can put the, uh, you can put my information on the page.
0: All right, my lighthearted friends. Thank you for joining me for today's show. Join me next time for a lighthearted look how you can elevate. If you're interested in discovering your own way to boost or level up or to take your own retreat, come explore what coaching with me is like. You have been listening to Optimum Vobies presents Lighthearted Leadership with Lizette. Life is a winding road, no telling where it goes. Driving through days and nights, won't stop for traffic lights.